welcome to a very special episode of Spotlight with Sandhya. Our guest today storms on stage in colorful lungis and gungurus. He mesmerizes audiences with his music. This boy from Mysore has become a global ambassador for Indian fusion music and is every Kannadiga's favorite. And recently, he's transformed himself completely. So let's welcome in a new avatar, my friend, Raghu Dikshit. Hi, Raghu, and welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Sandhya. What is this introduction? Wow. Come on, we can't see you. Stand up now. Standing up. So should I talk like this now from now on? Okay, no, now. Now you can sit down. You know. Thank you. Raghu, I know you've been wanting to lose weight for years. You know, occasionally I used to bump into you in the gym and you used to look so sheepish because you were so irregular. Now, how on earth did you manage to lose so much weight? Like what, like 20, 24 kilos? Yeah, about 25, closely. Close to 25, yeah. How, how? It, it was actually the end of the first month uh, of the pandemic and the whole of the month I was on bed lying, watching Netflix and every other OTT and uh, ordering food off Swiggy. The only form of exercise was from my bed to the toilet and back. So one day when I was traveling from this long distance from my bed to the toilet, I got tired and I stopped. And then I looked around and there was a mirror in front of me and I got scared of my own self staring back at me. And I was like, whoa, that is not a very pretty sight. And I quickly pulled out my weighing machine and put new batteries on it and checked myself. And I was counting 116 kg. Wow. wow. So that's when I woke up and said, this, this is the worst I've ever been. And I need to change everything that is there about me. So it started with just about my body, but then slowly it got into about my mind too. Uh, it, uh, it also got much deeper later into actually seeking out for help and uh, meeting a life coach and going through some sessions with my life coaches and uh, rewiring my brain actually. So there were different stages that I went through. And uh, so first thing was to call, call, call a trainer. Uh, Raghu Ramappa is a fantastic trainer of quite repute among the filmy circles. So I contacted him and he would come on video calls every morning. And he was kind enough to, to understand what my problem was. My problem was not the fact that I, I don't want to exercise. It's just that I didn't bring myself around to do it for many years. And I, I must have, I must be a member of every gym that is there in the 10 kilometer radius of my house right now. And I must have paid a full year's fee and a trainer's fee, et cetera, et cetera, but never really kept up with it. And he started talking to me in a kind that I understand. And I started loving waking up in the morning and working out and what I did post that to my body in the terms of how much I eat, what I eat, at what time I eat. So systematically, I started changing all of that. But mainly because I'm a science student and I have love for biochemistry, I started studying stuff about what really makes our body tick the way it does. And that kind of led me to discoveries of uh, diets that I should change. I went into a diet where uh, 
diet was decided because of evolution rather than dictated by a nutritionist. Uh, evolutionarily, humans don't eat food the way we eat today. For example, grains is, is a food of convenience. Uh, humans were hunting for food. They would pick up and eat food that was naturally available. So I cut down everything that is processed, everything that is packaged. I eat only natural food now. I don't eat refined sugar, honey. I don't eat uh, jaggery either. No artificial sweeteners. I don't eat grains. I don't eat legumes. I don't eat sweet vegetables. I don't eat fruits. I, because I'm a vegetarian, I don't eat meat either. Um, so I've started to kind of adapt to eating eggs. So it's a 24-hour intermittent fasting cycle that I've observed. And in the afternoon, I make a concoction of, uh, it's more like a detox juice, uh, but it's juice made of greens. So that's spinach, celery, avocado, and methi. But uh, it is not a diet, but more, more of a lifestyle change, I would say. It is not like three months you do this and you stop after losing weight and then all the weight comes back with vengeance. So you now it is about your psychology and your understanding, your relationship with your food, and you'll always be able to get back to this routine. Even if for one day, let's say, Sandhya calls me home for her masal dosa after four years and, and you feel like eating masal dosa. I remember that masal dosa. You called me for a masal dosa at home. So uh, after that, you've never called me. So I guess that's about it. Okay. So, so if you get a masal dosa, you know exactly when to switch off your mind and not develop a craving for another masal dosa the next day. When I was chatting to you, you know, to set up this interview, I saw your status message and it said, love is all I wanted. And love is all I have received. Okay. Yeah. Now, a couple of years ago, when we were chatting, you had given a big statement to me saying, Sakappa love, all I want now, I'm reading it out. Huh? Just travel and food are my goals. Well, travel yeah. is out of the question now. And you seem to have given up on food. So, it's only love now. huh? So, spill the beans. Spill the beans about your love life. No secrets. You see the t-shirt. Can you read it? <laughs> <laughs> status message about love is all I need and love is all I've received is an acknowledgement of the fact that there have been tough times and uh, during the tough times and it's happened not just now but right from my childhood okay. that somehow very very miraculously someone walks into my life and cups me in their hand and put me in a safe place I'm a God's child that way. Okay. Uh, and I've even written a song about it called Parasiva, if you've heard that song. It is about finding help in ordinary people, ordinary people who, who become angels for you, you know, when you need it most. You know, because I, I think God is very busy. So he kind of puts these people into your life. Sometimes most of them are strangers. You have absolutely no clue who they are and they still will do that. It could be just a phone call, connecting you with somebody, bridging you across this mountain that you th thought we could never cross. And then suddenly the phone call just opens up and then you see a new way to get to wherever you wanted to get through. And that's the love I've received, you know? Um, and it's incredible how trivial we think it, it all is. 
in the larger perspective of life when we are chasing something and i think the pandemic kind of gave us all that pause big pause to realize what is truly worth living for and what what is more important what is priority and what is really absolutely unnecessary and i think i've reached a place where i have that clarity now and i'm very happy and very grateful for this pandemic this pause really whatever fights and turmoils and and questions i had for last 45 years of my life i got it answered and clarified in the last 45 days so wow i'm very grateful for this yeah so the meditation that i do every day has brought in a lot of clarity i know exactly what i want now in life i know exactly what are the things that i will never be able to change and and uh, and live with it also because there are things that were sad there were things that you make as mistakes there are things that you will always regret there are things that other people have done to you and you're hurt all these cannot be changed it's all in the past and and there is absolutely nothing you can do about it it is what it is and once you accept the way it is and learn to forgive yourself learn to forgive people who have brought you to that state and also seek forgiveness from people who you think you have hurt and i think all of this encompasses and be grateful for those small blessings that you get every day i think that's that's the biggest lesson i've learned during this pandemic and that's changed everything wonderful that sounds oh. like a <laughs> fabulous space to be in ragu but yeah. of late you're becoming quite vocal right you have become quite vocal about what you think is injustice that's happening around you in the especially in your industry of music and, and since you're into films both as a composer and, and a musician and as an actor you've been talking openly about these things so what prompted you to express yourself now about all these cliques and you know? I, because i think i'm now fearless because i have i realize i have nothing to lose now and uh enough no how long can you go on just just gulping it down sometimes and and uh with the fear of being judged every time you end up living somebody else's life and not yours i think that is again one of the clarities clarity that i kind of found during this time what would you tell an aspiring musician what are the mistakes that they should avoid what what are the things that they ought to do i would advise them to s- stop avoiding mistakes okay hmm. i would rather let them make mistakes and there's nothing nothing teaches you better than mistakes yeah i could help them out telling this is the way to go that is the way to do but what you're bound to do you have to do and then nothing prepares you better than failing and it's absolutely necessary to fail fail as a artist fail as a human i think both are incredibly important and i've been through that both paths and now when i look back i wouldn't change any of it i would do it all over again because the lessons are worth relearning and i would live this life exactly the same way is what i'm saying and any aspiring musician i would only say there's absolutely no shortcut in this uh, you might become a viral sensation in your very first song but if you don't have a second song that will follow up that 
your sensation is going to be like short lived so bad that you will probably never earn the confidence to get back and do another one so write about 100 songs before you even start thinking about making it viral because by then you will truly know how to craft a song you will truly learn your craft of making a song and and how to perform it and and how to be humble to receive those amazing compliments that you received and yet keep your head on your shoulders and not get distracted by that and and keep your focus like keep your hands on the wheel and eyes on the road <laughs> i would say sounds like a great philosophy to live by and obviously no regrets about giving up microbiology or any of the no. tested career and no, not no. becoming a dancer but a musician all of it you know mm-hmm. you make a lot of uh, you know like peppy music and people say it's happy music and all that but you also make very mm-hmm. wonderful sentimental and romantic music you know it just takes my heart and squeezes it and i shed tears also sometimes you know really what not no no it's like a beautiful fragrance that lingers you know i mean your music it's really like i've been it, it i cannot begin to tell you when i used to drive that is my drive time music okay rabudik i mean there is a rule that i have for any poet or a musician who agrees very sweetly kindly to come on my show do a small performance one time. oh that's that's the that's the easiest thing for me to do
Subscribe to my channel also, Baba, Raghu Dikshit Music. <laughs> 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 <laughs>